Welcome to The Father's Heart with Tom Clark, better known as Papa Tom. Good morning. This is Papa Tom, The Father's Heart Talk Show, and bringing down heaven onto earth today with the glory of God and the things that we have to share with you today. Our show is about offense, or actually more specifically, taking no offense, becoming offense-proof so that we do not get offended when people say things to us or by anything that really happens to us a lot of times in the world we have. And since our mission statement is bringing the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, my concept that I'd like to deliver to you today is basically who's your daddy. If you find out who your daddy is, you will not be offended. And so that's the premise of the show, and I'll give you a bunch of examples. I have a bunch of stories I'd like to relate to you today, um, all of which which illustrate the point that if you know who you are, you'll never be offended, or you don't allow yourself to be offended by the things that are happening. We live in a world where everybody gets offended by everything, it seems like, and um, that uh, is very, very uh, hurtful to people's lives. It's certainly hurtful to relationships. It doesn't allow us to connect with people. So our first connection is the primary connection with our daddy, God our father, and from there we learn who we are, and from there, we don't have to be offended. And we're going to find out in a story, one of the stories I'm going to relate that Jesus found himself never, never, he was never offended because he knew who he was. So before I go into all that, let me just share a little bit about what the word offense means. You know, it's interesting, but the word offense with an O, O-F-F-E-N-C-E-N-S-E, uh, also has the word fence in it. And if you think of yourself as um, having a fence, a fence separates your property from your neighbor's property. If you build a fence, you get separated. It's like oh, some comments, it could also be looked at as a defense mechanism. But the word offense has two definitions that I pulled out. One uh, definition of the word offense means a breach of law uh, or an illegal act. <coughs> We're not going to deal with that part of it. The second one is, the second meaning for offense is annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult or a disregard for oneself or one standard of principles. Get that point, a perceived insult. You know, um, well, the third one would be about offense being used in sports. You know, I had an interesting little story when my kids played uh, youth football. One of the teams that they played with got demolished. So one of the parents went up to the coaches on the other team and said, uh, no offense, and the coach said, no defense either. So that was uh, something that was uh, part of our Balvano show of a little humor for this morning. But uh, in a more serious note, I really want to deal with the issue of being, offense, being offended and not knowing who you are because there is a thinking process going on in the world today about cancel culture and this idea of being woke which I don't even admit I don't completely understand what being woke is. Um, I think, but I do realize every time I come across someone who's uh, acting like they're woke, they're always so easily offended by everything I say. I guess that's because I'm not woke. Uh, in any case, um, I looked up what the word woke meant, and it says, described by Merriam-Webster as chiefly U.S. slang, the dictionary defines the word as aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. So if you're woke, you're supposed to be very aware of racial and social justice, 
but then who is telling you what those uh, thoughts should be and those principles are. And if anybody says anything against those things, which I have some stories to tell you about, you're going to find out that you're going to be offended. But everybody that I've met who's woke doesn't seem to know who they are, and they don't know who their daddy is, which I'll get into in a second. I'll give you one story about a, a woke situation. This happened about maybe 10 years ago. Um, there was a Chinese or um, a basketball player of Chinese descent. Um, and by the way, I, I understand if you're woke, you can't use the word oriental anymore. You have to use the word Asian or else you're going to get offended. Neither here nor there. This, this basketball player, professional basketball player, came from an Ivy League school. His name was Jeremy Lin. And Jeremy Lin, because he came out of an Ivy League school, they didn't think he was going to succeed very well in the pros. But it turns out, long story short, the Knicks in New York City, media capital of the world, uh, draft uh, Jeremy Lin, and he comes in and he does fantastic the first five games. He's really knocking the ball out of the park. And um, that's a baseball expression. I know he's a basketball player. But he was doing really well as a basketball player. And the New York papers were all over him. Um, the, the sports journalists were uh, praising him for all his features, that he was such a surprise, and how he was so good. But he comes out about the sixth game, and his opposing team against the New York Knicks uh, shuts down Jeremy Lin. He has an absolutely terrible game. And so the next morning, the sportscaster writes an article that says, Chink in the armor. Well, that just went viral. I mean, it went all over the world. It was an insult to him because of his Chinese descent or his Asian descent, I guess it was. Now, I'm not sure if Jeremy Lin was offended or not, but six hours later it was up. It was off. They fired the sportscaster. Apparently, the sports uh, journalist, he was offended because he lost his livelihood. But my point is, what was all going on behind that? Why does that cause such a... Uh, effect when the intent behind what the sportscast was, uh, um, excuse me, sports journalist was writing was really a sense of humor. But the overreaction to that uh, aspect of it is creating such a rippling effect through a society. And when you see the ramifications, nobody wants to say anything. Everybody wants to shut down. It really has an impact on our speech. It has an impact on our um, relating to one another, you can't even say something that's funny anymore, it seems like. So with that in mind, I want to talk about a very uh, more serious aspect besides Jeremy Lin, and that's uh, how to get away from being offended, because I think that's probably the most important thing you can get out of this, out of this morning's show, is how not to be offended, how to be offended-proof, or offense-proof. So I want to relate a little story. I have some commentary to it as I was thinking about it. And it's a story out of, out of Scripture. It's uh, from the book of John. And it's a story that was going on. I call it my I, uh, who's your daddy story. And this is a story between Jesus and the Pharisees. And listen to what goes on back and forth in their dialogue between each other. And how Jesus was not offended by what they said to him. So Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. So it's pretty serious stuff here. Because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen from my father, and you do what you have seen from your father. Get the connotation? Who's your daddy? They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, 
if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. They said to him, now get this, they must have done their little due diligence on him as they tracked him out, and they found out we came from Nazareth, and Joseph and Mary was his mother, or his parents. They say to him, you were not born of fornication. I'm sorry, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. That's what the Pharisees are saying. What are they basically saying? They're basically saying Jesus is a bastard. They're telling them that he was born out of wedlock, because that's what the, the scoop was on him. So they did their due diligence, found out about him. But Jesus is not offended. He's not offended at all because he knew who he was. He says back to them, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. At the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. A friend of mine once said, there's a little commentary, the devil is such a liar that even if you told the truth, it would be a lie. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear, because you are not of God. That's pretty, that's pretty heavy, man. He's really coming on strong against these Pharisees. Now the Jews answered and said to him, Do, not say, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? So they're coming at him, man. That's their retort. Jesus answered, I don't have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me, and I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Boy, there's another one out there. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You're not even fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Holy crap, do you understand what he was saying there? He's saying he's God. He said, I am, which is the word for Yahweh. It's the same thing God said to Moses out of the burning bush. I am. He's saying that. This was an aside, by the way. I was listening to a commentary on uh, the third season of The Chosen, and the high priest 
uh, is approaching Jesus and says, Jesus, you know, you know, if you don't change your ways, you don't change what you're saying, we're going to have to use the law of Moses against you. And Jesus smiles and looks the high priest right in the face and says, I am the law of Moses. It's like another commentary he says right out of the scripture. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. I relate that story out of Scripture because you can see very clearly that what the dialogue is happening, the Pharisees were offended. He, he must have offended them three or four times in that conversation. But Jesus was never offended. Even though they told him he was born of fornication, and he used that, uh, that, that should really horrify him that he would say something about them like that in that way. But he wasn't horrified. He wasn't uh, offended. Jesus was awake and aware of what was going on. He wasn't woke. <clears throat> so you see that um, if you really know who you are, and Jesus always referred back to the Father, the Father, the Father, because that's how we know who we are. We know who we are from our relationship with the Father. So you want to overcome offense? Before you start the day, know who you are. So anybody says anything against you, you go back to the Father. Who does the Father say I am? If the Father says that I'm, I'm such and such, um, it doesn't matter what other people say. There's no reason to be offended. So um, the next story I would like to relate would be a um, true story uh, from my own personal experience. I met this uh, young mother. Sometimes I, uh, my wife and I take our grandchildren out to the playground, and so they're like maybe two years old, four years old. I have two daughters in Huntersville. I take her out to the playground. I met this uh, other mother who had her daughter there. And so I was sitting at the playground bench, and I always chat people up and tell them I'm Papa Tom, and I write children's books and so on and so forth. So I started talking to this young mother. Uh, the young mother was black, and um, she looked like she had an interracial child. In fact, she admitted to me in the conversation her, her husband was white. And uh, when I talked about Papa Tom, I talked about the books, what the books are about, uh, how the love of God, the Father, helps you overcome um, fears. She then said to me um, that she was a Christian, and she started giving me her background. She went to Rutgers University in New Jersey, uh, Northeastern School, and she was very proud of that, as she should have been. Um, and um, that she uh, was just definitely had Christian values and so forth. And, as I began to talk to her, she began to describe herself in terms of how she saw herself. And she says, I'm a, man, I'm a woman of color. When I said, okay. So she began to talk about that she's a woman of color. She supports Black Lives Matter. Uh, she's actually pro-choice. And I started asking her questions about how does that relate back to you being Christian and your relationship to... Uh, God, your father, and, and, uh, and these other things. And she started getting really upset with me. And I, di I didn't take the conversation any further. But when I asked, I laughed the conversation, I thought to myself, you know, uh, I'm thinking about this, and this woman who's describing herself this, which would it be better to be, a woman of color or a daughter of the Most High God? It's an easy choice. She would prefer, I think, to be a woman of color because that's how she's been programmed to think. And as a woman of color, 
and she's programmed to think she's going to be offended about anybody, any sense, whether it was me or somebody else, said something. If you question Black Lives Matter, all of a sudden you're, you know, uh, you've got to cancel you. You've got to be offended because, um, you know, that's such an important uh, subject. It's a great slogan, but I, to tell you the truth, but it's, a, it's really a political situation uh, founded by three women, I understand, uh, three black women, as a matter of fact, founded Black Lives Matter. And uh, their intentions behind it was not, certainly not scriptural, certainly not uh, from the love of God. They don't know who they are, and it's done for power reasons and reasons which I don't want to go into today. I'm, I'm really dealing with the issue of being offended and how people can't have conversations without uh, the subject matter rising to the point where there's some kind of offense going to be uh, taken, which it shouldn't be taken, but it will be taken, offense uh, a offense will be taken and offense will be built between people. They won't be able to relate to each other. You've got to cancel each other out and you can't connect. And why is that? Why is that? Because who's your daddy? If he's God is your father, he wants us to connect with each other. He does not want us to be offended. If your daddy is the devil or at least thinking thoughts that are evil, which simply means not right, you're going to be offended about everything. And we live in a world that constantly tries to divide us on everything we say and do. Try to cancel, cancel culture, shut off free speech. You can't even talk about something. Even Jerry Seinfeld was saying the other day that he can't even tell his jokes on college campuses anymore. That, that, that's flat out wrong. Um, so uh, the other thing that I wanted to um, mention was that it just struck me that wokeism and all matter of shutting down free speech, having no sense of humor, and of being offended about everything imaginable is designed to divide us. At its core, it is demonic. It is in the demonic nature. It is outright evil that's, that's functioning in our, uh, in our society right now. And I'm taking the time to speak against that because it is the Father's heart to share his love for us. And wants to, he wants to connect with us. He wants to know, us to know he's a good, good father, absolutely good. And that's not only just spiritual, that's also very natural. And I want to give you a story about a natural father that i become friends with. And he told me a story that just hurt me uh, to hear it. I wasn't offended by it, but because I'm a father. And I put myself in his shoes. And uh, when he told me the story about his daughter, saying this to him, uh, I could definitely uh, relate to uh, what was going on in his heart. So I have this friend named Mike, who is a father, he's like 61 years old, and he has a daughter in her late 20s, and she went to UVA, and Mike always tells me his daughter, one of the things that bothers Mike is that his daughter is so woke. She's so woke about everything. So one time, just a few weeks ago, Mike mentioned that uh, his daughter called him up and he always referred to his daughter as baby. And she's probably, I don't know how his oldest daughter is, I'm imagining she's 25 years old. She's, she's not even 30 yet, so she's in her 20 somewhere. And all her life, her dad, Mike, called her baby. And so he gets a call from his daughter. And she says to him, Dad, I don't want you to call me baby anymore. I'm offended that you call me baby. Mike didn't know what to do. He called the baby all life. Baby was a, 
a term of endearment and love. And now his daughter was telling him that he couldn't use the term of endearment that he uh, had and wanted uh, all his life to share his love with his daughter. How, how disconnect, disconnect, how separating that was making uh, Mike from his daughter. It was coming out of his daughter's mouth. And so he said, I, I don't know what to call you anymore. I don't know what's the word I can use. And um, this is something that um, affected me when he said it. Um, obviously, I won't give you last names. It doesn't matter. But here is what our culture is doing through being woke, or even if it's not woke, whatever that word is you want to use, creating offenses, creating opportunity, creating words that will offend people. They'll be resentful and so forth of what you're going to say. And not knowing who they are and who God their father is, which is the solution basically to overcoming offense, is knowing who God your father is. And out of that relationship, coming to understanding of knowing who you are and then choosing not to be offended by what anybody ever says to you. Because how important could it possibly be? It's not, certainly not going to be more important than what God says about you. And so that's, that's really where I'm coming from, from uh, saying to I wish in some way um, could Mike's daughter realize what she was doing to her father's heart by saying to him, Dad, I don't want you to call me baby anymore. So you can understand, I, I don't know what was going on in his daughter's mind where she thought was baby was demeaning, uh, maybe it was a sexual consensation to that. I don't think so. Maybe it was because she who was making uh, the statement was because she gotten older and she's now more mature. I don't really know what the reason was. And at this point, it's really not that important what the reason was. What, what was important is that it was a term of endearment that she now, in her new way of perceiving words, considered the word baby to be offensive when it was never intended to be offensive and never been for their whole relationship going forward. And now it puts the, the situation, the relationship in an awkward stage. What do I now call my daughter if I can't call her baby? And what's the next thing that's got to be coming up that's offensive? Um, putting up these fences, putting up um, barriers to our relationships is just unhealthy. And um, it's breaking down uh, relationships, it's breaking down families, it's breaking down society. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was... Uh, Satan wants to control us, and dividing and conquer us is one of the ways he controls us. Getting offended is one of the ways that he controls us. We ha now have this gender thing going on in, the, in the, our society, in the schools, where uh, little children are now thinking, instead of being boys are thinking they're girls, girls are thinking they're boys. What's even worse, you have these different children running around thinking they're cats. I heard a story about... Um, in the public school system, some kids in the elementary schools were getting this kitty litter because they were running around thinking that they're cats. And the teachers are supporting this whole thing. It's just, a, uh, it's just evil. That's just evil that's gotten in there. It really has to stop. We have to get away from uh, thinking of all these things that are offending us and taking us away from the relationships that God has given to us. So to remember, to be... Um, Offense proof. Find out who you are. Find out who your daddy is. Find out who your daddy says you are. And be strong in that. Be, be comfortable in that. Be comfortable in your own skin. Be comfortable in your own shoes, so to speak.
um, and realize that um, God's love for us will help us overcome all fears. And that's the mission statement of the Father's Heart Media, bringing the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. So I, I bless Mike and his daughter, and I pray for his daughter that she finds a place to uh, accept the terms of endearment that uh, our father would give her, and anybody out there listening uh, for their children to, to receive uh, the love that they have from their parents. Um, and since this show is particularly about fathers, that the fathers will be able to, to share with their children the love that they have for them as God our Father wants to share the love that he has with us as children. You know, God doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has children. And whether they're whatever generation you come from, he wants that relationship to be between you and him. And he wants you to receive the love he has for you and you be offense proof. So we thank you for being with us. We're looking forward to our next show, The Father's Heart uh, Media, The Father's Heart Talk Show. You've been listening to The Father's Heart with Tom Clark. Join us again next Thursday morning at 8, right here on News Talk WSIC.